This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. If you are watching on YouTube or Twitter or on Sports to Replay, I have no godly idea what Dave is doing. So do not get at me. Whoa. The Bostonian, we have our hat for today. Yeah. 2004. Yeah. You not wearing a hat, Dave, is jarring for everyone who's turning on our show. Whoa, 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 whoa. For the what 11th mean, jarring. This is jarring. jarring. You hatless. Explain yourself, Mr. Book. What is going on? How are you on a Thursday? Well, one, first of all, I'm great. Great to see you. <laughs> Second of all, we got Jeff Perlman coming on today to talk about writing a book about Bo Jackson. And I always say every tweet and things I talk about in the book that nobody knows shit. True. And Bo knew everything. Bo knows was the thing. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to ask Jeff about Bo and why he knew and when he knew. Um, I wonder in the book, do they tackle that conversation on the tagline? Because like. This, we got the guy that wrote the book coming on in 30 minutes. We're going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's, that's probably the most pressing thing to ask him. Like, did you uncover that marketing campaign slogan? Like, who came up with that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I couldn't decide today what to wear because I got the Bo Jackson 16 Kansas City Royals on today. Then just wear a Raiders hat and cover them both. I ain't got a Raiders hat. I told you I ain't wearing no Raiders hats. That's that's one of the teams I ain't wearing. But really? I got, I got, yeah. And I don't have the blue Kansas City hat. Still okay. waiting for a uh, a City Connect. So I got my Kansas City Monarchs um, Negro League collection. Oh, all right, that works. That that works. But I also got the old school Chicago White Sox lid with the S. Wow. And I said, you know what? I'm going to think I'm going to go with this one right now, at least while Jeff is on. And then, you know, for the guys in the chat that bet the over on number of hat changes, we may make you three. sweat the rest of the show. I don't know. Because this one's pretty nice right here. Got three. Works with the camera. It, it's weird. His White Sox tenure was so quick. Fast. Two years. It was, he played 108 games. That's it. With the White Sox in total. Yeah. He hit. 19 home runs and drove in 49 RBIs. 1991, he did not play because of the hip injury in 92 and then came back in 93, ended his career with the California Angels. Yeah. In 1994. Yeah. It's crazy. Bo Jackson was a career 250 hitter and a guy who hit. 141 home runs in major league baseball and was as feared of a bat and as feared as a running back as you're going to, you were going to find in football and in baseball. 
in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Fascinating, unbelievable. Before Deion Sanders did his thing, it was Bo Jackson. Yeah, right. It was Bo and Michael. That was the marketing wing for Nike. Was Bo and Knight? Was Bo and Michael? It was it. Pretty and good. <laughs> that's all you really need. Uh, that's the best two team parlay you could possibly have back then. There was no other one in the game. No. And they had them both. We talked about it yesterday. I'm going to ask Jeff if he has that poster of Bo with the bat over his shoulder sitting somewhere if he had it back then. Because, oh, you know. But he, by the way, breaking news Unibet just closed. <laughs> What the hell? Wow. I got the text. This I got the text this morning. It was a great question posed to me. Um, if a book closes and nobody knows about it, does it really close? <laughs> Fair so question. Mean. It's so mean. Fair question. Unless you have money in that said book. That you can be damn sure there's people calling saying, what do you mean you're closed? Like, how do you close? It's just two books in two weeks. Unibet has closed the Iowa market. I guess I should be more specific right. with this. Right. Uh, as, as of recent, there this is an email that was sent out to companies this morning. We have decided to not renew our sports book license in Iowa. As a result of this decision, we are aiming to exit at the end of the year. So, Anyone who has money with Unibet right now will be pulling that money out in a matter of an, like an hour. <laughs> like no one's going to wait. They're all going to yank it out right now. So if you are in the state of Iowa, Unibet has closed shop and they will pull from the state of Iowa. Get your money. I seem, I seem to remember someone named Dave Sherpin telling everybody that this football season was going to be a reckoning for a lot of these books. <laughs> We are already into two now. It's October. Unibet. We're in the sports equinox. We got all these games going on. What are you closing now for? What is that? Because they realize that this is when you should be your busiest. Huh. You said this is when you should be going. And and, and they're going, wait, we're not doing any business. (laughs) We can't, we can't justify the cost of renewing. I mean, Massachusetts made that announcement yesterday. That or I guess a report came out from uh, the Boston Herald that they're going to expect to make seventy million dollars every five years on licenses <laughs> in Massachusetts. <laughs> seventy million every five years. I can't believe this didn't make the rundown. I thought this would. I sent you that last night with hopes that we could put up that that tweet and that graphic because they ain't no that they ain't no dummies charging for the licenses every five that, years. Well, that, yeah. but, but my thought on that was if people pay it, you got 70 million. You, I mean, I, I can ask for someone to buy my car for 2 million. I got to find someone who wants to buy it. You mm. can think you're going to, you can think you're getting $70 million, but the books have got to pay it. So someone's got to pay you that. Another very good question, counselor. <laughs> so that's my problem. Mm. If the books you you can claim that hey we're telling the people of Massachusetts we're going to get seventy million dollars every five years to help us go to X Y and Z yeah but the books have got to be paying that money right so Iowa did the same thing Iowa looked at their licenses and said okay every year we're going to have a renewal process every year we're going to have people give us money what happens if <laughs> the Iowa if Unibet and five other books pull up stakes in Iowa and say hey you know why hasn't anybody pulled up stakes in Colorado yet. Mm. that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like mass closures in Colorado are coming. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I'm not wrong to predict that, right? Mm-mm. Okay. No, there's this. They're going to get through the Super Bowl. They were kind of hoping that Denver was going to be good. Right. Denver's not really very good. <laughs> nope. That guy's doing. Nathaniel Hackett might get fired. How about that? They might, they might urban mire him. I mean, if he loses to the Jaguars, report came out yesterday. There's speculation that Nathaniel Hackett will get iced. They'll leave him in London. <laughs> They'll just <Wow>. go stay. <laughs> like, take a vacation. Like, just, just, just stay there. We're, we're, we're going back to Denver. You stay in London. We're good. Honey, um, if we lose, <laughs> I got to buy my own plane ticket back, they said. So he can, can you root Can you root for us, please? He can afford Win? it. Yeah, he can afford it. Man, that's I'll, a tough one. That's a tough spot to go coach, huh? Hello. October 27th, 2004. Where was Dave Sherapan? October 27th, 2004. Oh, I was watching the game. I was I was watching the game here, Las Vegas. We had a monster. That was a culmination of a monster. Oh, you look at you rubbing your head. That's why <laughs> I could see that. Look up close there. There we go. Boston Red Sox, world champions, beat the St. Louis Cardinals. Sweep the St. Louis Cardinals. So that was the year they won four in a row. Before that, too, right? Greatest comeback in sports history. They beat the Yankees, which who haven't man, won a world won one World Series since <clears throat> one one. That was amazing enough. I'll never forget when Chris put that up on the board. Lay twenty, no, lay twenty five. Take lay thirty, take twenty. I think it was. It was twenty to one when the Red Sox were down three games to none. After and game four, what was it? After game three, and then he went to fifteen. Okay. He went to either 15 or 10. It was still double digits. And then it was five. And then it was, it was time to go. We were, nobody was betting it. They were laying in the Yankees. The Yankees, they're not going to lose four in a row. Even game seven. I mean, that was, I think everybody, including myself, I think everybody was like, all right, they got to a game seven, but you know, Derek Lowe's pitching his third game seven in the playoffs. Like what happens? Can he win another one? Is Derek Lowe going to win another one? How is he going to do this? And that damn grand slam by Johnny Damon, we we put our feet up and went, <laughs> they did it. What's they, 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 I mean, like they absolutely did it. It was like the greatest thing ever that when, when I'll never forget that swing that Johnny Damon right field porch smack grand slam. And it was like, they, they did it like the, and, and the Yankees knew it. That ball left the yard and it was just like zoop. Everyone in that Bill Bob Park was leaving. Sucked the air out of everybody. We all started walking. And, the, all were like, we were like, bye, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. Yep, you're out. See ya. And, then, and then the World Series was against, and, and it was speed bump. It was strange because for a speed bump. It, it was, was like anticlimactic. Yep. It was too easy. They weren't losing. They just did what they just done. It was like, get out of here. You're the hottest team on the planet. That team, that, that team kept going. That team would have won like 15 straight games. That game would have like that would have just been a ridiculous run. They were on fire. Couldn't stop it. Like the Phillies are right now. Like you just get super hot and just can't oh, get out of their way. That shit on the Phillies. Don't why? I'm just saying the Phillies are super hot. That's what happens when you get to the playoffs. Now I hate the week off for the Phillies. They are. They are. The week off stinks. 
That was, yeah, that was Keith that. Folk. And then the baseball, that play right there went to Keith Folk. He threw the ball to Kevin Euclid and Ballgate began in that moment right there. Who had the ball? You were at the game? No. Remember? It was not, well, it was not the game. Kevin Euclid caught the baseball and put it into his back pocket. Which game were you at? I was at, I was at, in this series, none. I was in Alabama. No. 2007. It was the 2007 World I Series. I was at the game four sweep of the Rockies. Not oh, the oh, oh, another team that was undefeated going into the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> we whipped them. That was I, I got game four tickets. I was like, well, let's just see if they sweep them and I'll be there for game four. If they sweep them <laughs> and they won the first three, I was like, "Ooh, all right. John Lester's a rookie. We're throwing a rookie in game four. Can Lester? Yep. <laughs> Lester came in and doot, 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 dealt and game over. So it's I like saw walk to that. Were you legitimately on top of a car yelling at the, at the conclusion of this game? Okay, so what had happened was... What the hell's wrong with you? So I was dating a girl who I've referenced before in Alabama. She was from Boston. I was in Boston. So we had watched the entire year together, but we both were extraordinarily superstitious. So when the Red Sox went down to the Yankees, we had watched game one, two, and three together. And then I said, I'm not watching any more games with you. And so they won game four, they won game five, they won game, they won game six, and then they won game seven. So then I was like, well, I can't watch the World Series with you. <laughs> so then I didn't watch We're game awesome. one with her. I didn't watch game two with her. Oh, and then when they're not. up 2-0, I was like, all right, we can watch game three together. We watched game three, and then we watched game four. Game three was at my house. Game four was at her house. Mm. And so we watched game four, and I just lost my mind. Like they win the world series. I run outside. I run on top of a car. I start screaming. This dude in Alabama opens up a thing and says, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I just go the Red Sox won the world series. The Red Sox won the world series. And he was like, I don't care. He's doing, Who gives a shit? Down there, they, didn't, they don't care. They were like, what's the world series in Alabama. They could have cared. that There was not a person in that apartment complex that we were in. that cared about the Red Sox, but me. So I was like, I better go back inside before I get the police called on me. But yes, that's the, the, that is how I celebrated the Red Sox. And then we called all of our families. And then this hat 18 years ago was the first ever online purchase I ever made. I never bought anything online before in my life. And I bought this hat. I bought my hat. I bought her hat and I bought her mom a hat. That's who, was, who lived in, lived in outside of Boston. You think they still got the hats? Highly doubt it. <laughs> highly doubt it. Maybe, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> this is, this is, this is me. Can we get her on the show? <laughs> on the show? I don't know. I haven't talked to her in a long time. <laughs> odds and her doing this show. Um, <laughs> Probably about as good as me dating the girl you tweeted out yesterday morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ashley, did you guys go on the tw- go back and find my Twitter feed? I'm going to tweet it. and I'm going to say good morning with her help tomorrow. But go go say hi to Ashley. She PB did. Did you see PB said hello, Ashley? Good morning. And she answered him back. No, she did not. She answered him back. Who is that woman besides being like ridiculously good looking? I don't know. I, I would like how to did you come across show. this woman just randomly on your feed? Yeah, sometimes these feeds just pop in something. 100%. I think she's a Playboy centerfold oh. model or something. She's something. And yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh. She's something. <laughs> I mean, the comments underneath are just amazing. And, and you know, guys are whatever. But yeah, I just, uh, 
thirsty. We could have her on. What the? We could have her on. We should do a segment with with exes. Our exes come on the show now. Are like you crazy? I think it's a great idea. You want to put my ex-wife? Fantastic idea. You want to put my ex-wife? You want to put my ex-wife? Not the wife. What could possibly go wrong? You want my ex-wife on the show? Not the what? No, not the ex-wife. Well, you said exes. That's my biggest of exes. Trump, is my no, ex-wife from the girl with the Red Sox hat that she didn't watch the game with. She would never. Her. There's never an a thousand a thousand suns would burn out before she would come on this radio. Really? Or this television show? Yes. There's no way. Damn. I do have. Let me see. Of my exes, one, two, three would do it. Oh. Three, three would do it. I was a serial, I was a serial monogamous for a long time. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's just what I was. So I did. So I, I have, I had a lot of long-term relationships. I lived with um, four women before I got married or three before I got married to four in my life. You total. lived with them? Mm, yeah. And I had long-term relationships, but I didn't live with them. I was all in different places. Like I was in Alabama and it was like, we're always spending time together. What's this, you know, whatever it was move in. It's cheaper. It's easier. Did that? Did that in Virginia? In hindsight, is it easier? Oh yeah, but it's just because I was easier because I was so transient. It was just very simple for me to just be like, so like I'm going and like I uh, I gotta go. (laughs) So it was, it was sort of it was easier for me to walk out. You know, they didn't like that, but you need your space. Oh, Babes versus the book. Craig Speck just renamed the segment of the show. Babes versus the book. BVB. <laughs> a whole wow. new whole new meaning. PB getting respect in the chat for, for Ashley responding. Yeah, shooters shoot. PB <laughs> shooting his shot. Dropped your crown king. I love it. My God. Yeah, it was great. PB did it. Now we got to text the picture of PB in there with the, the BVB hat Beautiful. saying hi, Ashley. And then we get Beautiful. Ashley on the show. Oh, no. Oh, what? What could go wrong with that? Ashley <laughs> on the show? We'll ask her who she likes tonight. What the big, nothing, what's the big deal? There's nothing that could go wrong with the Playboy Playmate coming on the show. None. <laughs> nothing that could go wrong with that. I don't no. think so. No. Start a new segment. Like everybody else in the space. You know, get her picks. Start, start charging her for her OnlyFans picks. Now you're on to something. We'll set her up. We'll start giving her the plays. We and get, she can go ahead and sell it. We get E in charge of that segment. We could get E working oh, on no. that. Oh, Fair, no. cut some clips. We'll post the shit. It'd be great. This is like Lisa Ann with Gump. Oh, I, I don't know what's going on there. I talked to Gumpy. I said, what's going on, Gump? He said, I don't know. I starting to get a little worried about that one. She's got her own show now. She's a major content uh, producer. Got their own show. She's doing a pick show. Lisa Ann's doing a pick show. <laughs> Who would have thought it? And books are closing in Iowa. I mean, the shit's happening all over. It's wild, huh? Yeah, really, really wild. So happy break the curse day, everybody. It's remember where you were, October 27, 2004. It's a great Man. day. It's a wonderful day. City of Boston changed forever. Bill Simmons called it in 2002. He's 100% right. City of Boston, he said it. Wrote a whole article on ESPN page two. Talked about the city of Boston will never be the same if the Red Sox win the World Series. Are we sure we want it? It's a great, it was a great question. Are you sure you want it? Fundamentally, 100% unified. Yes, I wanted it. <laughs> and we got it because look what happened. Right. The, the Patriots won two rings and the city kind of changed. Red Sox won it all. Everything changed overnight. Yeah. 
Zip. Yeah, I guess because, you know, the Celtics had been very good for a long time. The Bruins were. I had never seen a cup win in my life. They'd gone to, they had gone to four cups in my life. Before and lost. Right. Yeah, before they finally beat the Canucks. Which was after the Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was 2011. Yeah. I was, right. I was back at home. I was living right. at home when it happened. So, yeah, I guess it did change a lot. Mm. Oh, everything. Everything changed for the better. It was such a wonderful <laughs> It was I mean, awesome. If, if you had told me in 2002, you're going to, you're going to suffer the worst heartbreaking, heart wrenching defeat at the hands of the Yankees to then be able to turn around the following year and donkey kick their nuts to the moon. I would have signed up for it. Oh, you and that donkey kick. I, every time you say it, I cringe. I'm little. I'm not lying. I don't, it, it, it hurts. Like just you say, boom. oh, donkey kicked in a moon. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just oh. goodbye to that. Ah, I would. Goodbye. I would have signed up for it. I would have said yes because 03 was awful and having to suffer through. Were you old story. enough to remember the Mets loss to the Yankees? To, to the Yankees? Yeah, it was my first ever sports memory. When Cried they lost myself to the sleep. Mets, 86. Yeah. Oh yeah, cried myself to sleep. I that was my, better. I that was not story. as bad as the Yankees loss. No, Yankees loss was way worse. Man, I was I was I old know. enough to remember and see. You're gonna watch. win a World Series on that Mets loss. I was nine years old. Like I don't fully understand. All I just know that the ball went through Bill Buckner's leg. That's all I know. I didn't know. I, later, I found out about Bob Stanley and McNamara and McNamara not wanting to take the bat out of the lineup because he needed the bat, even though Buckner was totally broken down and he never should have been in there playing defense to begin with. But they're worried about extra innings. That's why they left him in the game. Like Mookie Wilson, the ground, ball, I mean, all that stuff. As an adult, I would have looked at that play way differently than as a kid. As a kid, that was just Indiana Jones, someone reaching into my chest and ripping my heart out and showing it to me. That's all that was. 2003 was Grady Little watching the game in real time, understanding the bullpen, understanding who was available and how it all went down. Right. Different situation. Entirely different situation for me. I don't know. I mean, like... Jeff's book and Jeff will be ready to come on, you know, shortly. But that 86 book about the Mets, I mean, it gave me that deep appreciation. I remember how much that hurt. And I wasn't even a fucking Red Sox fan <laughs> when that hurt. Like I was so, everybody was rooting against the Mets, at least in Pittsburgh. We always did. And like that one has this memory for me. I like I think that one was more than the Yankees lost. But I mean, you remember the Yankees lost more because I think you were older. What do you mean? Like, which Yankees loss? We had a lot of them, unfortunately. The 2003 crush. Oh, I was way adult. over. Yeah, I was an adult. That's what I mean. It was, it was a totally different situation. I mean, the situation for the Yankees in that was listening to Aaron Boone, listening to Jeter say, you know, I just told everybody, wait for the ghosts to show up and the ghosts will show up. You know, the fact they had no bullpen arms. They put Tim Wakefield in there. He threw a knuckleball. It didn't knuckle. And bang, walk off home run game six, ripped your heart out. You know, awful. Just horrible. Yeah, that was brutal. But then in 04, we turn around and did what we did in 04. I would have, in 02, I would have signed up for it if you had told me because of what 04 was. Of course, you would have sold, people in Boston might have sold their soul to the devil to say they were going to win a World Series. You could get donkey kicked in the Yankees. But the way it had to happen, though, the way that you gave the Yankees the greatest humble pie you could ever (laughs) give somebody. I mean, they were up 3-0. They were planning 
the, the, the ticker tape in New York. They're going to walk through the Cardinals. Everyone knew they're going to beat the Cardinals. Right. It was going to be an easy W. They were counting the ring already. Like, oh, yeah, right, I got this. Right, right. And then the Red Sox did what they did. They did cowboy up. They took shots of whiskey before game four. They went out there and played their balls off. And all of a sudden, bam. The, big, the big ESPN poppy. documentary awesome. that coming back. It's one of the best sports documentaries I think I've ever seen. But reliving it through Millar saying, don't let us get one. Don't let us get one because they got that one with Roberts and Steele and all that poppy. Did, can yeah. you believe that the Yankees used that video, that documentary as motivation to come back against the Astros? How'd that work out? I mean, I watched the take. It was, I was in, I was rolling listening to the Yankee Yankee uh, um, talk show hosts in New York. Michael K just ripped the Yankees. The voice of the Yankees ripped the team. Oh my. For using the Red Sox documentary. Really? Yeah. Like, what are you doing using that? It was one of the lowest moments in Yankee history. Using that as motivation shows how tone deaf you are to the history of this great franchise. I was, I was in love with it. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. I was wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, Boone didn't use his own home run. I don't know. I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, he that's used his own home run. But this, but they he they were the sharing. They were sharing around the Red Sox documentary as an example of, hey, we're not done. Let's repeat history. Well, they were down three games to none. So I mean, mathematically, it makes sense. But that's your. It's the darkest time ever. Yeah, that's, but those to a lot of guys, it doesn't really. It's just a team in a uniform. That's the point, right? That's right. that's the whole problem. That's, that's right. where the Yankees. That's what. K was saying in terms of like, right. what's wrong with this Yankee roster? Yeah. Is that there's nobody who knows the history of the Yankees <laughs> that you actually would right. use that documentary as somehow, right. you know, thing. We have trouble with Jeff. He's on a popping in and out. Got to tell, Jeff, tell Jeff to turn his notifications off. So he doesn't ah, drop them off, right? Tell him to take, turn those notifications off if he can. Yeah. No, it, it, it looks okay. Uh, give me just a second. We'll get him on. Okay. All right, so we, got, we got Jeff Perlman on here. So just one second, talking about Bo Jackson is his new book. By the way, we'll we'll do the Omaha searing hot take, but maybe we can ask ask Jeff about is the Yankees is the uh, Lakers series uh, season over because points bet, <laughs> points bet's already declaring the Yankee season's over. <laughs> they're only four. They're giving all the money back. <laughs> no, I'll ask you. We'll get into this in later in the show. But I like, can't believe this. the first thing I saw was how many bets do they actually have on the under for the for the for the Lakers win total. Oh, that's that one. I mean, we talked about that too. Nobody wants the truth. It ain't that much. It's a great promotion. So that's why they're doing it, right? Yeah, of course. Because otherwise, I mean, there's 95%, 95% of the season left. We're like, yeah, yeah it's, it's over. Like, they ain't going to win 45 games, but we told you that before the first four games. Right. Are we positive, though? We told you. They ain't going to win. Well, you think they're going to win for over 45 games right now? No, but I'm just saying it's really, really, really early. Season wins under. We said that in the summer. Yeah. Chip, chip. Remember? Remember when AD said they were going to get a chip because he got a chip on his shoulder and all that oh, stuff, and you so agreed you with all why? that? That's why? The ship is sinking. They ain't getting yeah. no ship. The Lakers well, are not getting a ship. Well, a guy who wrote all about the Lakers and knows a whole heck of a lot about them, Bo yeah, Jackson and more. He is Jeff Perlman, outstanding author, joining us here for the first time on the Bostonian versus the book. Jeff, Matt and Dave, how are you? 
I'm so tired, but I'm here. That's what counts, damn it. <laughs> what city are you in? Right now I'm in LA, actually. Doing the book tour, I'm assuming, right? Then I fly a red eye to Atlanta tonight and then drive to Alabama. So it's a lot. After coming back from New York a day and a half ago. So oh, that's wow. okay, though. Can't complain. Very happy. You know. So um, go ahead, Dick. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to ask Jeff first. It's great to finally meet you. We've been trying to connect and all this stuff. I've read the books, all this stuff. Um, the hat game is on point this morning. What are you wearing a brewer's hat for today? Look at that I, thing. I just really like the hat. And I like I like how many people I've educated through the years that it's actually an M and a B. Most people just think it's a mitt, but it's an M and a B. <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah, like I'm not a brewer fan. I just like the hat. Okay. All right, so the book is The Last Folk Hero, written about Bo Jackson. Look, Dave and I are of the age where we remember the poster, remember the influence, the career of Bo Jackson. Dave's wearing the Bo Jackson jersey right now for the Royals. He's wearing the White Sox hat, even though it was a short tenure for Bo with the White Sox, played two years with them. Yeah. Going through this book, what made this character, what made this topic of interest to you? Because you can pick whatever you want to write about. Why Bo Jackson? Uh, I definitely can't pick whatever I want. Like if I said to publishers, I want to write the Kevin Seitzer story, they might, that might be a good note. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, that'd be a pretty Jackson, good book though. <laughs> it might be a good book. Bo Jackson is, uh, he's an icon and he's mysterious and he's not, I really didn't think of this when I was writing it, but I've thought about it a lot when I promote it. It's not all that different than if I were doing a book, like I wrote a Walter Payton biography, or if I were doing a Tupac biography or Kennedy biography, where someone comes, they're a bolt of lightning. And then, you know, either via death or injury or whatever, they just kind of vanish. And Bo Jackson was, and they leave as many questions as answers. And that's kind of Bo Jackson. Um, every day, being in a book, I come on to say nobody knows shit all the time. And like, it just, it's a metaphor for life as well. It's really hard mm -hmm. when you, as soon as you think you're an expert, you really know you're not. That's when you can really grow. But Bo's whole thing back then was Bo knows. And that was Nike's campaign. And you're writing the book. Did it ever occur to you while researching and writing the book or to Bo? When did he know that like he was the best athlete pretty much every time he took the field in either sport? I got to think at Auburn was a real awakening for him. I mean, he shows up. He wasn't the number one recruit in football recruit in the country. He wasn't even the number one running back recruit in the state of Alabama. But he shows up. And very early on, it's clear that this guy is different. He, you know, he runs a four one three forty. He uh, in practices, he's just running over. There's an early practice when he's at Auburn. It's the inter squad game, and they have a really good defensive lineman named Donnie Humphrey who, who had a professional career. And Donnie Humphrey was just your typical badass mofo, right? And Bo just runs him over in a practice, just pow. And afterwards, because someone said to Donnie Humphrey beforehand something like, "I'm telling you, Bo is the real deal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo runs him over. After the game is over, Humphrey walks up to Bo and says, you are the real deal. And, <laughs> you know, he shows up in baseball. He struggles at first, but by the end of his, you know, by his junior year at Auburn, he's just an absolute phenomenon. And in track, he's, you know, he's qualifies for the NCAAs quickly. He's Olympic potential. He's just, he just can't be stopped. He's a force of nature. I mean, in high school, he won the state decathlon championship twice, set five state track and field records, set the single season national home run record was recruited by Alabama and Auburn to play football was the kicker was a punter, you know, like just did everything, just did absolutely everything. 
Imagine if Bo Jackson was playing in today's era of name, image, and likeness. Uh, what would Bo Jackson make as a high, as a high schooler and a college player at Auburn if he was able to be paid? I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Especially the thing is, you know, back then when he came along, if you think about it, I mean, you guys look old enough to probably be in my my memory class. Like guys like Bo, Herschel, Flutie, right? They were like singular players who you remember definitively because it wasn't now where you can you could be in Milwaukee and watch Delaware play Moorhead State in football if you want to watch it. And back mm-hmm. then it was much more singular. So if a Tony Dorsett came along, you knew about Tony Dorsett at Pitt and you read all about him. And Bo was that type of athlete. So if you took those times and added these financial poten- uh, possibilities, he'd be a five million dollar college athlete. Does Bo have like was he a better baseball player or a football player? A lot of people always kind of weigh that out. They're going to read the book and they're probably going to ask you the question. So I'll just, I'll save it the time and ask you the question. Was he a better baseball player or a football player, Jeff? A uh, better football player. He was, um, he came into the NFL completely NFL ready for stardom. He came in the major league baseball really raw. You know, he had Mike Trout potential. He had Mike Trout athleticism. He had Trout, Mickey Mantle, that type of player. But he was super raw, and he hadn't been playing that long. He certainly hadn't been playing at a high level that long. So he signs with the Royals, and it's in his contract that he um, he gets promoted by September in 86. So he plays double A all year, really struggles at first, finds his groove, is promoted. And like the, if you want to know the potential of Bo Jackson as a baseball player, his first ever major league at bat, it's uh, September 2nd, 86, White Sox at the Royals. Steve Carlton on the mound for the White Sox. And Bo's first hit, he beats out a grounder to second. He beats out a grounder to second. He was clocked at 3.6 seconds home to first, which is the second fastest clocking of a right-handed hitter ever in history. And this is his first half bat. And then he later admitted he had no idea who Steve Carton was. I mean, he, was in, he was an embryo in baseball. He really was. Wow. That's unbelievable. How much in the book did you tackle the hip injury and what – Bo could have been if he didn't suffer such a catastrophic injury playing football. Oh, I mean, a lot. It's it's one of the most devastating injuries physically and sort of in the world of like what could have been we've ever seen. I mean, the hip was ruined. He actually popped it back into place initially. Then, you know, which is something only Bo Jackson would be dumb, smart enough, able to do. <laughs> Comes off the field, thinks he's going to be okay. It's a playoff game in 91. The next week, they're supposed to play the Bills. They beat Cincinnati. And he goes for a checkup in a couple of days and a doctor points at the scan and he says to Bo, do you see all that black, all that black there? He's like, yeah. He goes, that's your blood in your hip. And Bo Jackson is sick to his stomach. And, um, you know, he reported to spring training with the Royals on crutches. He just signed a $2 million contract with the Royals. Reports on crutches is sort of saying, I think I'll be back for opening day. I think I'll be back. Probably knew deep down he wouldn't be. The Royals released him during spring training. And, uh, you know, his football career was over. And really, his career as a healthy baseball player was over, too. It's really – and he doesn't view it as a tragedy. Like, to him, clearly, like, this is just life's course. And he doesn't regret doing two sports. But if you're guys like us, you probably think to yourself, man, he could have been Eric Dickerson. He could have been Mike Trout. He could have been that caliber of player. Um, I saw you on uh, on the NFL show, and you were wearing the Tecmo Bowl uh, t-shirt that was yeah. awesome and uh, so many of us remember him like that mm. but what would 
What would be one thing that you learned about Bo Jackson that you didn't know from writing the book and, and putting this all together and now doing all these tours and stuff? What What's one thing that you go, wow, I, I would like to tell people this is one thing that maybe not a lot of people know, but I personally didn't know. Okay, I'm going to give you saying I get asked that a decent amount, but I I try to come up with different answers. So I'm going to tell you saying no, I haven't mentioned anyone, which is his last year in the majors was with the California Angels in 1994. And yeah. the general manager, Bill Bavese, was very honest with me. And he said his quote was, we signed him as a circus act. Like we weren't going to be very good. Bo had business interests in California. We brought him in as a circus act. And one thing he told me, and it's only a little note in the book, is midway through the season, he seriously contemplated talking to Bo about making him a pitcher because he threw so preposterously hard. He wouldn't have to put the strain on his hip that he would playing in the outfield. And he thought about it. And then he thought like he thought Bo might be insulted by that insinuation that maybe you should be pitching. And he never said it to him. But the general manager of the California Angels in 1994 post hip injury seriously gave thought to asking Bo Jackson if he wanted to try oh. pitching. How is Bo now in terms of the hip? Did the hip cause a, a, a lasting long-term issue or is he okay health-wise? He's had, he's had hip replacements on both hips. He's totally fine. The thing is, when he had the hip replacement um, back in 92, it was an archaic hip. Like it was, um, it was the hip replacement. Truly, it was the hip replacement your grandma would have gotten if she went to the hospital. It was the hip was made, the artificial hip was made of plastic. The bolts were made of metal. And what would happen if you put too much activity on it, like an athlete would, is the metal would cause the plastic to chip off in your body. So it was really archaic. He's since had replacements with modern hips, which, you know, Andy Murray, the tennis player, suffered a very similar injury to Bo Jackson, but 30 years later, and was able to come back and still be a good tennis player. So if that injury happens nowadays, he would have been done in the NFL, but he could have been a very, very good still Major League Baseball player. Last one for me, Jeff, before we let you go and keeping up this busy schedule and all this stuff. One of my quotes that I heard from a, an old bookmaker was just because you read a book doesn't mean you know how to run a book. And now I love talking to guys who write books because I write these story time from the books and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You're doing this tour and you're talking to people from all different spaces. Did you ever think you would be on like a sports gambling show called the Bostonian <laughs> versus the book talking about a book that you just wrote about Bo Jackson. No, I never wait. If you'd said to me even five years ago, you're going to be sitting in a parking lot outside of Hampton Inn in Los Angeles <laughs> on a thing called, you know, like, no, I had a moment. I called my mom the other day. I did the today show. Right. Yeah. And I was sitting, I was standing in the studio of the today show and I'm looking at Al Roker, like five feet away from me. And all the cameras are on and you look out the window and you see the crowds underneath because it's New York City. And I said to my mom, like, and I really try to have these moments. I said, it's just, I just wanted to be a sports writer. Like, that's all I wanted. I want to write for Sports Illustrated. And I had this moment where I'm standing here at the Today Show. And I really do. My parents are named Joan and Stan Perlman. I was raised in Mayo Pack, New York. My parents paid for my college education. I went to the University of Delaware when I needed a car for a summer internship in Champaign, Urbana, Illinois. Not only did they let me use the car for the summer, my dad drove out with me and flew back. When I got my first job in Nashville, Tennessee, they helped me pay for my first part. Like when people are like, no, it's just hard work. It's like, no, man, you need people to help you along the way. You And you need to appreciate those people. And when I was standing there and when I do shows like this and I'm about to do Rich Eisen show in like a few minutes, like you just realize <laughs> like you, I kind of won the lottery and it starts with being raised by really good parents who have been supportive throughout. So 
I never saw this any of this happening. Never. I love it. But don't sell yourself too short there. You're an unbelievable writer and storyteller. People love your work. Wait, so yes. Let me just tell you something. I'm being serious about this. I have a show. Uh, I have a book, Showtime, that became Winning Time on HBO. Just about to ask you about it. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I took my kids to the premiere party. My wife was out of town. It was in LA. It was at a hotel. Like all these movie stars are there. Adam McKay, this famous director, producer there. I'm sitting next to my kids. My son at the time was 15. My daughter is 18. They have a cigar rolling bar. My, my daughter's like, I think we should have a cigar. And I was like, this is going to make me the shittiest parent of all time. But I agree. <laughs> and it's it. me, my son, my 15-year-old son and my 18-year-old daughter smoking cigars at a Hollywood premiere for a TV series on HBO based on a book I wrote. <laughs> I don't even, like when people are like, it's a dream come true. It's not a dream come true because this never even entered any sort of. No dream. Right. I'm just, I won the lottery, man. I totally won the lottery. Well, I love it. well first, we'll, we'll end it with that. Where to buy your books. We'll give some information where people can, can buy the new Bo Jackson book. But last question for me is about that docudrama that HBO has created about the Lakers. Watching it after you wrote the book and then HBO turning it into what it turned into. And there were some controversial things that come out of it. Not everybody likes the way they were portrayed, either from the book or in the docudrama. But from you being the guy who wrote the book, how, what was your take from the docudrama from Winning Time? I get paid every episode, okay? <laughs> hey, I get watch money. it. Let's go get that shit everywhere. I have a daughter in college. This is paying <laughs> for a college education. I'm actually being wow. sincere. Is, so I get, I do, I understand it. And I always say to the writers on the show or different people on the show, I'm like, you have to understand the perspective of a Jerry West or a Magic Johnson that there's a show and there are people based on them. And they're, they have every right to be upset and say, I don't like that. I don't like that. However, I think the show has a lot of integrity. I think it's wildly entertaining. I think it's bringing light to a team that deserves it. The 80s Lakers, the 80s Celtics, all the Dr. J, all these names from the Sydney Moncrief. So I get it, but I, I mean, you're not going to hear many complaints from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff they, wait, let, they, let me ask you real, real yeah. quick. Are your kids your biggest critics? Like, I mean, you got the kids there. They, they, do they give you the much shit about all the stuff you're doing? Like, dad, you're on the Today Show. Dad, you're, we're at a Hollywood premiere. Or are they just riding it with you? The only one they really were into was the uh, premiere. Like, I called my daughter the other day. She's a sophomore at UC San Diego. And I'm like, I'm on the Today Show. And she's basically like, okay, but well, let me tell you about what happened in class today. Like, they don't. <laughs> my my, right. my, my awesome. wife always says, like, they've grown up around media. Like, they've grown up around media. I'm not saying I'm a star or anything, but they've grown up around media. So that kind of stuff. She'll probably never watch today's show clip. She isn't. She, no, nah, she isn't. If I tell her I mention her, she might watch. That's about it. It's, it's so true. We talk about all the time. We, we, we have her. daughters growing up in Vegas, and they oh. and our daughters think that like it's normal what goes on in this town. Oh, right. we lost Jeff. We're, we're, we're going to take about him anyway. But go buy the books on Amazon. Everything is out right now. That was phenomenal. If he comes back, you can say thank you to Jeff Perlman. Great, great conversation with him oh, about the, the new Bo Jackson book. You guys can go uh, and get it. It's called The Last Full Carol, The Life. The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. I had to read right. that last word. The Life right. and Myth of Bo Jackson uh, by Jeff Perlman. Other books, you know, Three Ring Circus, The Boys We Boys, Showtime, Sweetness, The Gunslinger. Uh, if you haven't read one of his books, I could, I cannot recommend it more. If you're a sports fan of he our just age. He goes so deep into it. And like, 
when you go to his Twitter page and you follow him and like, you know, I've been following him and he does a podcast, talks about yep. the writing process and stuff. He gives you looks at stuff that you just, you just don't get. And he was so, I used to read him in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so for me to get a chance to interview him again, you'd ask me two years ago, I'm sitting in a book in the summer of COVID booking games. And now I'm talking to Jeff Perlman, a you know, New York Times best writer who just wrote his 10th book today about Bo Jackson. 10 times New York Times bestselling author. I mean, come on. Like, Ten where times. do you uh, like it's you don't know where life's going. Just go for the ride, man. It's awesome. I love the fact that he says it's not even a dream come true because this wasn't even a dream. Right. <laughs> it's it's really true. Right. Totally. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff, for the time. Sorry we cut you. We got disconnected there at the end, but really appreciate you coming on. All right. Uh, tonight, Tampa and the Ravens Thursday night football. Let's get into it here. The line has moved dramatically. Professional money has moved this a ton. We've gone it's from two bets. Relax. It's not a ton. It's two bets. Not according to what we've seen from the bookmakers reporting it. That's not true. It's two so bets. It's a, it's a lot more than two bets. It's two limit. That's that's how the line moves. But I'm just saying the every book is reporting that this is a pros versus Joe's game. This this is the public is all over the Ravens. The public was up to right. eighty, but now ninety to believe that nonsense. But you know, nine of every ten bets and ninety percent of the money was all in the Ravens before the right. news started to break about Calais Campbell, Mark Andrews, um, both starting cornerbacks, all being questionable and or out for yes. the Ravens. Yes. And everyone thinks this is a Tampa Bay get right, get right spot. Well, no, if everyone's on Baltimore. No, no, no. The public, the, the, it's flipped because the Raven, the, 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 the Bucks money in the last 48 hours has come in fast. Yeah. Two bets. It's that they flip it from Baltimore minus one and a half. You go to pick and then you flip it to Tampa minus one and a half limit plays. Boom, move it, get ahead of it. And now people that weren't paying attention, Go back and go, wait a second. Baltimore was favored. Well, the look ahead was minus three for Tampa. So we've had right. some really wild look it's ahead. Coming, was, it's coming back to that number, like it's, closer. It's right? going bang, bang. But I mean, like Tampa was minus three on the look ahead before they lost outright last week. So that loss to the Panthers on the road caused the number to completely flip five points, go to the Ravens plus two with the Ravens being favored minus, minus two. two. And now it's back to the Ravens plus two because it's now, now people are going, wait, 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 wait. This is a total overreaction and or on the road Thursday night, big injuries for that Ravens defense. Mark Andrews is playing, but how effective will he be? I mean, he's the right. number one weapon right now in the receiving game. Keep in mind too, that like this one and a half, two thing is a bookmaker's nightmare. Because they took Baltimore in the look ahead, plus money. Plus three, right. They let you, you know, move it to Baltimore favored. And then they take, (laughs) and they take the Buccaneers plus money. And you're sitting there as the book going, all right, what side is the right side? What side do I want to need? This is bullshit. And then (laughs) they play the game and you see, you know, where it ends up. How do you feel about 45 and a half? How do you feel about the over in this game? There are so many injuries. I don't want under. I know that. Right? You can't bet under in this game. I don't want to bet under. <laughs> I like to bet under. I'm an under guy, but I don't want under in this one. It was just Even like though, last Thursday. We knew. Well, I, but, under. I mean, here's the problem. Tampa is one in, in six to the over. Oh, this is why you should bet under. And the Ravens are two in five to the over. To the over. Yeah. So yeah, you got Ravens games go over because they score. No, no, no. They're deep. Ravens are under teams. Raven five and two to the under. Ravens are really 
Ravens are an under team. Yeah, a huge under. And the Bucks are a huge six and one to the under. Oh. So okay. these two teams wow. are not going over by any means. It's the right, right in line. They've given up some big numbers. They've gone over once that Miami game. And they went one in the first game of the year, they went over as well. Their game last week didn't go over to total against the, the Browns. It stayed under. Wow. Okay. That was 23 20. I thought was the total final? was 42. Uh, I can't close no? at 44. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I can tell you right now. Hmm. So the Ravens total uh, this year, last week was 46 and a half under. Okay. Week before, 45 and a half under. Week before that, 47 and a half under. Who'd they play the last three uh, weeks? Giants, Cincinnati. Giants, Cleveland, Giants, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Right. Last four weeks have all gone under. Miami, New England went over and right. under week one against the Jets. Yeah. Two and five to the under. To the, yeah, huh. to the over. To the over. Hmm. So the Ravens are, I mean, they've been on a four game streak of going under, Hmm. but Tampa is like ridiculous right now when it comes. The only game that's gone over for Tampa was against the chiefs and they lost that game 41, 31. Every other game's gone gone way under 38 and a half last week, 24 points total scored 46 and a half uh, against Pittsburgh. 38 points got scored, right? They're not even coming close. No. They're under, 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 under. So, like, I get the 45 and a half number. It's just that you're dealing with so many injuries on both sides of the football for both teams that it's like, whoa, we're really going to jump in here and take the under? Yeah. I don't know. It's It, it seems like this could be blown coverages. Mike Evans goes crazy. You know, Godwin has a huge game. I mean, we know that Calais Campbell's out. Marcus Peters is questionable. Marlon Humphrey is questionable. Mark right. Andrews wants to play. He, he And Rashad Bateman wants to play. That was a report this morning that they both are trying to play, but they're questionable. Right. Winfield's out for the Bucks. Hicks is out for the Bucks. But other than that, I mean, Julio Jones is questionable, but he's been a non-factor in the offense. I don't know. I mean, it's it feels like an over game. And just yep. it's, there's no... I mean, everything points to an under makes sense. Everything points to, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people questioning in the chat why Tampa's even favored. Well, Tampa's favored because the bets moved them there. Like they weren't favored two or three days ago. They were favored in the look-ahead line, but the look-ahead line was in the summer. How would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady be a dog at home to the Ravens? They wouldn't. They had to be favored, favored by three. Makes perfect sense. Despite Shelly's pleas, Shelly's in the chat. That's her team, the Ravens. I didn't know that. Fun fact from Shelly is the Ravens versus the Bucs in Tampa was her first ever NFL game. Oh, wow. And now we repeat the process a few years later. Lamar. They score points like that's a both teams in the twenties. This is this isn't like going to be a defensive struggle, typical prime time under. I don't think you're barely going to make the under. I think you're favored to make the over. I don't hate the same game teaser of taking the Ravens up to eight and mm. taking the total down to four to thirty eight and a half or thirty nine and a half and going over. Right. Yeah. I don't hate that. Hi. What do you need? Oh, you mean open it? Off school. Want to say hi? 
Hi. <laughs> She's in a wonderful Man, mood this morning. Hungry, thirsty. Look at that. <laughs> she she can't open happy. cans. She can't open cans, so she gets all frustrated. Oh, She's not man. able to crack open a, a seltzer. Mad, man. Yeah, she just got up. We, we, had, we had our parent-teacher conference this morning, so she was up early this morning. So Yes. She's, she's all bitter. Right. Uh, all right, the Eagles make a trade for Robert Quinn. It's interesting because this is another pass rusher to come. Who's Robert here. Quinn again? So the pass rusher coming from the Bears over to the Eagles. Is this a big deal? Um, I don't know if it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a horrible deal. Um, you know, the Eagles are losing draft capital, fourth round pick going to the bears. People are bears fans. Aren't really in love with this. They feel like they didn't get enough, but a fourth round pick is something right. It's, it's, it's a player and it shows you that teams that are trying to make a go of it. We've already seen Christian McCaffrey be traded. We've seen one big trade. Uh-huh. There is rumblings that we could see some pretty big trades, including Alvin Kamara, who might be getting targeted by the Bills. Oh, I mean, could you imagine Alvin Kamara winding up with the Bills? <laughs> that would not be fair. <laughs> like that's just something to watch. Just, just. I mean, if out. they get a dog, like to run the ball, mm-hmm. that's going to make them. Like very difficult to beat. Super tough to beat. Their one weakness, and they know it. So, just I'm they pointing this out know it too. because we're seeing we're seeing trades start to happen involving players that maybe won't be incredibly impactful, but the Eagles are going for it. I mean, this is what it tells me is the Eagles are going to try to address any depth problem they've got, any issue that they've got. They're going to go out there and try to find players who can help them out. Konowinski, thank you, sir. Bears, single season sack leader, Robert Quinn, FYI, 18 and a half sacks last year. Mm-hmm. And they got a fourth round pick for him, and Bears fans are furious. That's a good trade for the Eagles. Yep. He had, it wasn't that effective this year for the Bears, and the Bears aren't going anywhere. So they got a fourth round pick. What do you mean the Bears aren't going anywhere? They're, they're right there for the playoff spot. What are you talking about? Three and four. Right there. Three games. They just beat the Patriots. You're looking at me like that for don't look at me like that. I'm not even entertaining this conversation of the Bears going to the playoffs. Okay. Obviously, they aren't either in Chicago because Correct. they just Correct. This yes. They're not going to the playoffs. The Bears know they're not going to the playoffs. So they're getting draft capital and stocking up and trying to get, you know, a fourth round. Bear fans are like, what's a fourth round pick? A fourth round pick can turn into something good. I mean, that's it's a fourth round pick. It's not nothing. You just said yesterday about shipping all the picks and win now. You I, care no, not the Eagles win now. Absolutely. I'm just saying in Bears fans defense, I mean, in, in the Bears defense to their fans, when the fans are like, what did you just do? This guy, you got a fourth round pick for Robert Quinn. It is something. It's not nothing. It's not a great trade. Eagles won the trade, obviously. They, they got a guy who can come yeah. in and rush the passer and help their pass rush. One thing that they're lacking a little bit on. So Zappy yeah, is a fourth rounder. Chef Betty just said. See, Zappy is a fourth rounder. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> Although Mac Jones is starting this weekend, so you know, right? Officially, Mac Jones is starting. So the hell's going on up there? How high does the Eagles line go against your Pittsburgh Steelers? It's ten and a half yeah, on all. Thursday. Yeah, that's all. Um, it's like I'm eleven. How high are we going? Eleven. Not going past eleven. You sure? What's the resistance from ten to fourteen? Eleven. Okay. Eight plus three. That's why. No, this just they're going to bet it. Just, if you go to 11 and a half, it's an insta bet they're going to take. Why? So, why is 11, 10 and a half an insta bet then? 
because they're waiting to see when you're going to go to 11. <laughs> they're just waiting it out. You can, 11's better than 10 and a half, and 11 and a half's way better than so both. So why is the number rising? It's not. It's 10 and a half. It's been 10 and a half this whole time. Hasn't it gone up? Wasn't it nine and a half early in the week? Uh, look ahead line was nine and a half. Okay. But it opened. Places it opened, it opened it. it it's I, saw it at, I saw it at Bedford on Monday, nine and a half. Yeah, well. It's now was, ten and a half. That's not. The whole point. That's. Like, you can bet that at Bedford. At Bedford's not in Vegas. Right. Places opened at 10. In, in Vegas. Vegas. Right. Yeah. So it's up. it's up a half a point. People are betting the Eagles. They wanted it. Maybe they wanted that bet at nine and a half. Maybe the guys at Bedford, we'll have to ask them. Maybe they like uh maybe they like the Steelers. I like the Steelers. You like the Steelers? Boy. Anytime you take Mike Tomlin and the Steelers and you complete them, you write them off as yeah. they're gonna get throttled. They never yeah. do. They're not gonna win. But they don't he get blown last out. year against Cincinnati. They don't get blown out. Like that just they yeah. just don't get blown out. The, the Steelers lose a lot of football games, but they don't get embarrassed. Not too often. In big games, they don't Mike Tomlin does not get de-pantsed in big games. De-pantsed. Yeah, he just doesn't get it. Damn. No what, one pulls what, down his what pants. What quantifies a de-pantsing? 30, 20. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Getting ruined. I had a buddy, Mark Moses was his name, the the the, the barber. He, he got me one time standing out in front of the shop. He just cut my hair. It was all clean. And I was waiting for my brother to come up with the car. He deep pants me, right? Standing on the side of the side. Why do, why, why do we do that? <laughs> we're so we're idiots as men. Men are so we're bad. idiots. He got me good. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime yeah. you know in the high school you wore sweatpants. You were you were a victim. I was wearing sweatpants. You're it got the, the damn string wasn't. I used to, I used to have, I have a friend of mine who who would run and he would literally like go parallel to the ground and then just use all gravity. You'd grab hold of your pants and then gravity and he just go run. So you even if you were like holding your pants up, his gravity force would rip your pants down. Like there's no way for you not to you you'd be under, you'd just be like free balling right in the wind. You'd have no no recourse whatsoever. God, yeah, straight up pantsing. High school, middle school, we're just for idiots. It's, it's a great just, word yeah, for idiots. We're, we're idiots. My brothers and I used to do it to each other all the time. All right, so Ezekiel Elliott's going to miss some time here. He's got an MCL problem. You trust Tony Pollard to be the bell cow that everyone said he is? This was a big call out of Dallas fans for a while. They were saying Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, stop giving it to Zeke. I know Zeke's got the contract. Pollard's more effective. They're yeah. going to get their chance here to be either proven right or wrong because Pollard looks like he's going to be the guy for a bit as Zeke is out right now with a torn MCL. Do we got a guy to do the dirty work in between the tackles? Not right now, they don't. <sighs> I mean, I think Pollard is a great complimentary back to Zeke, but your point about who can stick their nose in there for a third and one and barrel through a, an arm tackle. He could do it. Pollard, Pollard could do it. Pollard can do it, but I don't need Pollard to do it multiple weeks. Like okay. he can do it this week. I've, he's great. I've been talking. We've been talking about him for a year, two years. Like he's been that guy. Like yep. he should be getting the ball more because yep. when he gets the ball, he's an impact player. But he's an impact player because he doesn't get the ball as much right. as the guys 
that get the ball and take that pounding and get beaten down. So I want to limit his carries between the tackles. Now, if we can't do the stuff we've been doing, if we're Dallas to be successful, this could be bad. And now we talked about our friend Justin, friend of the show, mm. who's one of 125 left for six million in the survivor. Talking about pay, taking Dallas, and now you hit me with this bullshit news. Now I'm worried because if you take, do you take Dallas, knowing uh, who's the? I don't know who the backup to Pollard is. I don't know if they have another running back on a roster. Yes, they do. Yeah, they have they what? Probably one guy, right? Well, they have, they have pack squad players. Running backs are so easily to, to replace. Look what's going on in Kansas City. Everyone thought Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to be like this amazing enough seventh round pick dudes taking all his cares. Another case for your fourth round pick discussion that it can be something. Right. Uh, so the depth chart currently for the Cowboys. Um, well, you're right. It's Tony oh! Pollard. Because Rico oh! Dow, Dowdle is on the yeah. IR. Rico Dowdle is the third string running back on the roster, according to I ESPN's depth chart. A, all right. I doubt he's <laughs> going to get a carry. So there's Ezekiel Elliott, who's questionable for the game this weekend, and Tony Pollard, and then Rico Dowell. Yeah. So this is, I guarantee there's practice squad players, or they're going to add somebody. If he can't play, they'll sign somebody. somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is like one of those things like, oh, Cavante Turpin could be a dude that they give the ball to. Say his name again Cavante Turpin. Oh man, I just like Cavante Turpin was a um <laughs> was not is a first year as a rookie wideout from TCU. Okay, no idea. He looks like he was not drafted, undrafted rookie. Man, from TCU. Um, yeah, there's guys like it. that all around. There's, I mean, they're calling somebody right now. So get his ass in here in case we got to. Run him. Make a, tr- make a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Get somebody. That's why the Jets got James Robinson. They want to pull, you know, pull the right? trigger. You gotta, I once. mean, it's, it's got to happen. It's got to happen quick. And it's a race. Got to have it. somebody come in, not fumble the ball, do the job. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask. Right. So I make fun of the Bills a lot, but I want to give the Bills fans a little credit here or Good. the Bills franchise some credit here for oh, releasing shoot. pictures of their new stadium. Yeah. They are not going to fall victim of the moronic things that the Chicago Bears are trying to do by building a dome. <laughs> Buffalo is not going to build a dome. Buffalo is going to build an open air stadium right. that covers their fans. Okay. 65% of the fans in the building will be underneath an awning. So they will have coverage from the snow, the rain, and the wind. Wow, that'd but make the, going to games nice. But the field is open air. So there's you're playing in the elements. Yeah, but you're just players. the fans are going to be more comfortable than if they would be out like they are right now, where they're basically playing in a glorified high school stadium and they're getting, you know, wind ripping in their face all the time. You ever been to a game there? I have not, thank God. <laughs> Why do you have to add the thank God? Just say yes or no. <laughs> because why Why would I ever want to go to a football game in Buffalo, New York? It looks fun. No, it does not. It looks like a glorified frat party. Those are fun sometimes. No. I'm 45 years old. I don't need Bill's Mafia. I don't need jumping through tables. I don't need any you of that. You don't have to hang out in a parking lot. I don't, I, I don't need that part. Of, well, going to the, the stadium sucks. So the, the, the best part of the game is the is a parking lot. 
Yeah, you never why, been do, there. why do you, you think they do it? Going to the game why do you think they go and party and get drunk in the outside? Because they got to be drunk to go into that stadium and sit there for four hours. Can't be sober walking in that thing. Marenzi and Cam got arrested for peeing in a parking lot. Both of them together? No, Marenzi. They're crossing streams? <laughs> no, no, different. Cam, Cam didn't get arrested. He got told, don't do it. So, okay. But they set up a sting. There's a tree. Like, over behind his parking lot, everybody goes. They arrested like 200 people. They put him in the cell and all this other stuff you're, for the day. Not making a case for Buffalo being a place I want to go. I was like, they, this really happened. A, well, there's a tree like, yes. where 200 men go and relieve themselves at. That sounds glorious. Yeah, <laughs> Marantz said, "I just write up. It's 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 a money grab. They they put you in the cell, holding cell. They write you the ticket, public intoxication, whatever, and then they let you out. You got to pay the fine to go." It's complete bullshit. Um, Not really. Well, that's good. Can't be pissing in public. <laughs> it's it's behind a tree. You gotta go. Listen, it's you're gonna still... get to that age sometime. You're gonna have. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go. You can't hold it. Can't okay. look for the parking lot bathroom across the parking lot. Did your you dad go. ever do that? Where he opened the door, he would open the door and take a piss, just like in in, in between the car and the door. My my dad used to do that all the time. My, my dad would my, my dad would always be like, be like, look that way. And he'd open the door and he would just you just stand there like he's like standing over his car and he'd just piss under the car. I, just, I was always 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 like, what the hell are you doing, man? I was like, what the it's like just don't look, just just I I you know, just watch out for anybody coming around. Just go ahead. Right. Let me know. The most embarrassing time I ever had with my father. He's in law school at Boston College. Oh God. BC taking on Miami, Miami's number one in the country at Boston college, impossible to get tickets. My father somehow got tickets. This isn't we were the in Flutie this, game, is it? No, this is what oh. after Flutie. Oh, Flutie it, was down in Miami. That was down. Yeah, Flutie was down in Miami. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not, this is in the nineties. This is okay. like 1990, okay. 91, somewhere in that, in that range at the, at the stadium. They've now, they've since redone it. So it's, it's nicer than it was when I was there. But my dad, it, we couldn't get to a bathroom. So my dad pissed off the back of the stadium. He went up to the top and pissed off the back of the stadium. Can you imagine? You said that line. It's raining, but you tell me what's the, what's the line. <laughs> Don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Somebody it, actually thought yes. that and said, I, I didn't even feel it was raining. I can't believe it. No, this guy was so like, pissing. If you go up to the if you go up to the top at the time, you went to the top row. We were in the second to last row. You went to the top row. There were these like little slits in the stands to help the wind go through. Oh God. And so guys just started lining up and pissing. They, they oh. couldn't get they couldn't get to a bathroom. No. So they it just became a urinal off the back of the stadium. And oh. I'm like 13, 14 years old, going like, I can't, like I just I can't my father is literally going to the bathroom in a public place at a football game. <laughs> off the roof man people were leaving so, walking getting wet going wow i didn't know it was raining what is that that's piss it was so bad i was like i had never been more embarrassed in my entire life than that game and bc almost won so my dad was like we're not leaving we're staying to the end right it was oh it was a bad scene that was a bad bad scene i was oh, not happy i was God. not i was not proud to be with my dad in that moment at that football game it was it was like uh not good so props to the bills good job this is what they build good job Open air. You're in is Buffalo. Is it going to be where the the old stadium is? Is going to stay out there? I or are they bringing it closer to like civilization? I think, I think it's going to. Oh, what do you mean? Like it's going to be in Buffalo or not? 
Well, apparently in Orchard Park where it's at, it's not anywhere close to anything, right? Oh. Well, yeah, I'm guessing it probably out. still will be in Orchard Park. I'm guessing they have leases and stuff. So I don't know if I mean, you know build it in downtown Buffalo. I mean, if you guess they build it in downtown, that'd be better. Where's where's the hockey rink for the Sabres? Downtown. Oh, so they well, I mean, the odd was I thought they built it right next to it. So maybe uh, they would want to build it downtown. But that was the renderings for the for the for the place. It looked like it was in the same spot because there's okay. huge parking lots. So like it's a pretty right. big swath of land they want to build that thing on. So but oh, y- open air. Said, Jimmy Jack said right across the street in Orchard Perfect. Park. Perfect. Good. And but build a open air. Use your elements. Don't follow Chicago. You're not. You're never getting a Super Bowl. You're Chicago's Buffalo. not building a dome for real, right? Yes, they're they are. They're. What do you mean? Yes, they are. Dome. The mayor is trying to get it done. They, they have the red shit done. There ain't no way they're going to let it. Okay, going. that's the push. They want a dome built to replace. So they can get a shield. Correct. Yep. It's overrated. Cities get the Super Bowl is overrated. It's. I agree. Couple college football games tonight. Yep. Vatech NC State. All right, Vatech NC State. The total is forty in this game. Good luck. Would you bet an under on a Thursday night college football game like we've been betting unders in the NFL? <laughs> Me and B. have been doing this on Eight the Box, talking about Virginia Tech being an auto bet against. Don't even how, watch. How about an auto bet under though? And they don't score nothing. Like they're a mess. NC State's defense is the best thing they got. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd lay 13. I don't know. Would you rather lay 13 and a half or would you rather wow. go under? It just moved to 39. Yeah, it's 39 now. Yeah, it's 39 now. It was 40 this morning. It's 39 now. So the money, the, the move is 39 and a under. half. So, Unbelievable. And everything else is 39. So there's only one game so far this year for Vatech has gone over, and that was Pitt. It went 45-29. They lost 45-29. Game went over. Right. Everything else has been under, woefully under. They can't even 57. Score. Even against North Carolina, 57. 41-10 final. 57 went under. This is by far the lowest total of the year. By far. What is their next lowest total? 45. Did that game go under? Yep. By a lot. 38 point spread against Wofford, 27 7. So, yes. They were 38 point favorites. <laughs> it was under by 10 points. They laid 38, didn't cover. They were 38 point favorites. How did we miss that? It was FCS school. Oh, against Wofford. Yeah, not on yeah. the list. Um, yeah. I mean, what's the team total for Virginia Tech tonight? 10? Probably. I haven't looked. But it's might be nine be. and a half. Oh, let's might see. be the Iowa total, like nine and a half. Well, it was yeah. Fanduel still at thirty nine and a half. Um, if you, you want to bet team total for, um, it's twelve and a half. Wow, twelve and a half. Juice to the over for twelve and a half. Twenty six and a half for NC State. Virginia Tech team total under, no? Plus money. 12 and a, gosh, that's so dangerous. 12 and a half is plus. It's even money. You want to bet under? Field goal and a touchdown. That's it. How much more are they going to get? Yeah. 
Or they could get two touchdowns. That's where you get beat. That's why that number is right. 12 and a half. But you can in a get garbage, garbage time touchdown. Two field goals and a touchdown beat you. It gets to 13. But oh, man. So low. <laughs> so low. Those it's are the insane. fun bets to make and not watch. Just check the score. Aim into that. Watch on your watch on your phone. Don't watch That's the all. game. Yeah, don't watch the game. Utah, you said yesterday, so I'm gonna give you props for this. Utah laying seven on the road at Washington State. You said good number. This number hasn't moved. It's yeah. just sitting it's, there at seven. Well, now it's seven. It's just it's been seven. It was seven yesterday. Yeah, hasn't moved. It it's been it cemented for days now. Just yeah. seven. Like bam. The books are are comfortable where they are here with this number. When you see that, does that say stay away because there's no side? Eh. No. I don't I don't really worry about the line moves and stuff if you just kind of really believe in what your your play is. But gives you pause as to geez, what's the play? I hate laying on points on a road. You know that. I want no part of this game. I don't want anything to do with it at all. Nope. I passed on both college games. I was like, mm, I would bet the under, but my gosh, I can't stomach it. And then I'm not betting. I'm not Utah's the play, but I'm not doing it. I mean, I think you could do a Utah NC State money line parlay if you want. Utah NC State money line parlay. Is that, is that can you get plus money on that or is that even money? Oh, you're gonna lay minus one fifty eight. Seven and oh, because NC State's thirteen and a half. Yeah. Thought they were seven and a half. Yeah. So you're in a lay. All right. Some pretty good juice on it. And that's the only, if you want to do that, you can do that if you want to drop the juice down. Jay Dow said he'd rather go under in the uh, Virginia Tech game than lay. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. The only play is the under. It's the only play to make in that game, but I just can't stomach it. NC State starter, QB is out too. Correct. Yeah. Mess. Yeah, Larry's done for the year. I hate these Thursday night games. I swear, college, pro, ACC, ACC Thursday night games. Which is usually crazy, goofy stuff. Yep. At least we get the Mac coming back here in a couple of weeks. We get Mac Tuesday, Wednesday coming. Can't wait. Maction. Oh, I love Maction. Come on. Maction's so fun. Love it. Can't wait. I mean, they're making a huge mistake waiting until November. It's a huge error on the Mac. November's next week. I know they should be playing all all October, Tuesday, Wednesday. Dominate Tuesdays and Wednesdays. There's enough going on. I don't need to be playing Maction in October. They do, but they, they they just are afraid of losing and pissing off their alumni. That's all. We love it in the gambling community. Alumni hate it. I mean, Jay Dow came in the chat and asked, "What about UL Lafayette and Southern Miss?" Get out of here. I'm not even touching that game. Jay Jay bring Dow. It up. Come on, I'm not touching it. No, didn't look at it. Didn't handicap it. Crossed it off the second I saw it. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not talking about this game. Goodbye. Yeah, All right, Le- let's talk some NBA. LeBron is 0-4 for the first time in his rookie year. Right. Lost to Denver 110-199 uh, last night. We were right that it was a get-right spot for Denver. And last night. Yeah. We'll get to this game again in the Omaha Stakes searing hot take. But, right. I mean... Are the Lakers going to, to miss the playoffs? Best they can do, the way it looks to me, is the play-in game, is the play-in tournament. They ain't going to be top six. No. Not in the West. Can they be no top West. ten? Can they even get into the play-in tournament? It's going to be I mean, tough. I mean, we haven't seen this 
from an elite player, top five, being on a really, really bad, bad basketball team? Since Kobe? Kobe's last year, they were dismal. Everyone like they were. 25 games. Isn't, isn't that funny? That's with the Lakers, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. It was with Kobe. You can't get anybody to go play with them. It ain't easy. You can't get anybody to stay coaching them. That ain't easy. Like, this is how it ends. This is yeah. how, we've seen this before. This is how it ends. When you don't um I'm not saying he doesn't acquiesce, but he doesn't he runs the show. And when your guy runs the show and he doesn't run the show like Brady, I mean mm. Brady for a long time took less. Give me some guys. I need guys. I need team success. I need this and that. LeBron goes to wherever he's going. He tells you what he's going to do and does it. He took a lot of teams to the finals, but I mean, since he's been in LA, had a lot of people talk about coming to play there. <laughs> they ain't coming. They have no offensive flow. None at all. You watch them. You're like, they are a pickup basketball team. That's it. They roll the without ball out. shooters. Without, well, they have two guys that they they kept because they thought they could, and they're okay, but they're not like known for their shooters. I mean, LeBron had the quote that we can't throw the, a penny in the ocean right now. Mm-mm. I mean, it's really bad. They're 0-4, and there's nothing really looking for. I mean, I, my God, look out. So a couple of questions on tonight's NBA slate. Yeah. So the Golden State Warriors are laying six and a half against Miami. Can I, can I ask you one question before sure. we get to tonight's? Yeah. The other reflection from yesterday. Did you catch any of the Nets and the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Parts of it. Did you see Nash lose his mind? I I read about it. I didn't see the flip. Everybody said that they, they saw a side of him they never seen before. Never seen that before. You want to talk first about first, first ejection ever? He lost his mind. No, somebody told him to. Whatever the case was. Yeah. He went over. He was extra. He yeah, had to somebody, go. Somebody told him that 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 was that was the talk with either ownership or general manager. Someone was like, "Hey, man, do me a favor. Act like you give a shit. <laughs> like, please act act. Show somebody well, that you actually care because you look like you don't care on the sidelines all the time, and your team's reeling, and we're off to a horrible start, and you look like you're just out there collecting a paycheck." Um, so when I read that, I was like, "Oh, so they told him to. He had to flip out because." When you go out of character like that this early in the year, this, you're pretending. And well, I mean, it was it was he someone was he was crazy. He flipped out and went right. Nuts. But the Nets are KD and Kyrie and that's and it. a pickup team. Like they're you talk about yeah, their the Lakers flow. There's no flow with the Nets either, and we're seeing two teams with arguably generational players, obviously LeBron, one of the best of all time, and KD really close and all that stuff. Their teams are a mess. Maybe players being GMs is a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe let GMs be GMs. Let coaches coach. Players play. I don't know. Constantly want to placate a player and give him what he wants constantly. This is kind of where what happens. You get That's, a team of mismatched, you know, you're the home for misfit toys. Like playing NBA Jam or playing NBA 23 on a thing and you try to put all the good players together and you're a controller and playing it. Doesn't it work. doesn't work in real life. Just saying. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
So Miami's on a back-to-back. Miami blew out. I don't know how my under hit last night. That was nuts. <laughs> Game, like, I'm staring at this going like, wow, I might, it might actually happen. I might actually get, and then. You doing the math score. in your head? Were you trying to Well, no, I, I watched the last minute. They didn't score. I, I had four points to play with in the last minute, and they didn't score. I was like, right. wow, we got there. So yeah. the under got there for Portland and Miami last night. Miami with a blowout win. Now they're on a back-to-back. They had to go two down, down from Portland to Golden State, three hours down the road to Oakland or San Fran. Does my, does Do back-to-backs in, in hockey and back-to-backs in basketball, do you bet them the same way? No. Mm-mm. Just Miami, the goalies. The situation in the hockey determines the line, determines the so much. Whereas here, I mean, do we know if everybody's playing or not? Eh. As right now, right, everybody's playing. That's so. That's the number. I don't know. I I was so bad. It was one of my. I got better as I went on, but I was one of my blind spots. I always overvalued the back to back, and I didn't see a lot of times or didn't maybe respect the play on the team that wasn't playing the back-to-back, like I would be like, well, of course they're going to play them and maybe didn't move it as much or didn't, didn't count it as much as I should have. Do you, do you put a lot of stock in the back-to-backs in the NBA, especially this early in the season? I just think it's golden state at home. I, I just think you got a tough, it's a tough gig because you got, the Warriors off of a blowout loss to the Phoenix Suns and Miami's on a back-to-back and Miami just blew out the Portland Trailblazers to give them their first loss. I, I, don't, I could see Golden State killing Miami tonight. See, I could see Miami cover. Potentially. Right? Like you, I just, you, I, I don't. Numbers right at your, your, your six I know, at six and a half, seven, it gets me just like. So you know, Miami covered for the first time all year last night. Last night, I know. I know. First time they never covered. Yeah. Game went under again. Even the closing number of 220 and a half went under. I laid 222. Right. Or two and five. So like the play, I, I mean, like, I think a lot of people are going to like the over tonight because it's really low for a Warrior game. 227. Right. 227 is, well, I guess it's not really low, but it's pretty much on point. It's been, it was 227 last time against Phoenix. It went over. 232 and a half against oh, Sacramento went over. Everything's been, all four games have gone over for the Warriors. They're four and out to the over. Oh. So I'm guessing everybody will play the over tonight. And with Miami scoring last night, like they did, if they stay hot shooting the basketball, Tyler Hero threes tonight. <laughs> like that prop. I do. I've only bet it once this year. I do like it a lot. I, I like, and I'm, I'm eyeballing it for tonight as well. What is it? One and a half, two and a half. It's been two and a half. Let's see what it is tonight for Hero. It's two and a half yet still. It's just staying as is. Juice to the over. Plus 118 to the over. Okay. Oh, plus 118 to the over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under's favorite. Yeah. So it's juice to the under. Confusing me. Confusing me. Sorry. Sorry. Juice to the over. My fault. Sorry. Boosted to the over. Plus money to the over. <laughs> That's say plus money to the over. Uh, I don't know. It's a good, again, it's a good number pregame, six and a half. Gives you pause. I think you could take both sides. You could in game it. You like over in the game or under? I do like over. I do, I do think. Miami's not playing typical Miami basketball, which is what? 
grinded out defensive low scoring battles. Definitely not doing that. Mm-mm. Scored 119, 90, 112, 104, and 108 so far. Mm. They're scoring. Hero, uh, let's see, for Tyler Hero, three point shots for him. Three of eight, two of nine, one of four, two of six, four of eight. Over two and a half plus money. Mm-hmm. Only gone over it twice, two and five games. But he's two taking shots. Oh, yes. He'll he'll bomb away 100%. And tonight he'll take like he took last I night. I was going to say, threes. yeah. Like, just, tonight he's taking threes. Tonight he'll be bombing it because the Warriors are bombing it. So he's going to control whether he makes them or not. All When you bet these things made threes, you just need attempts. Like I yeah. need a guy to get at least eight attempts and to make three. Mm-hmm. So if he's if he's taking them, at least we got a shot. You mentioned Brooklyn. Dallas is laying three. Brooklyn on a back to back at home after last night's whatever you want to call that against the Bucks. You got a small number for Dallas. I this <laughs> you don't get this number. I don't get this. Should be four, right? Two buckets. Should be okay. four. I know why it's, it's going not. down. It's now two and a half. I know. That's money's I mean, coming, money is coming in on the on the nets. Right. This is great. Uh, this is good. Uh, if they're betting the nets at three, good. If I'm in the book, let them. I want to need against the nets every night. I want right. to need against the Lakers every night. Right now. So if I only have to put up three instead of four to get the nets money, I'm fine with it. Yeah, right you know? now, my gosh, Brooklyn. So far on the year, Brooklyn is one and three straight up. They're one. They're one and three against the number, and they're two and two to the total. Right. Last night, losing one ten to ninety nine to Milwaukee Bucks. Game went under two thirty and a half. Went way under last night. Not even number close. now is two twenty five. You know, if this game was at Dallas, I would love the under. It's not at Dallas, so I'm a little right. nervous about it. Right. Dallas is two and two to the number, two and two to the total. Last game, last two games have gone over for. Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. They're two and one to the over and two and one to the total. Sorry. I only played three games, not four. Who? Fourth fourth game. No, for Dallas. It's Dallas. Fourth game for Dallas. It's Dallas or nothing for me. I don't know about the total. Speck said no team has played defense in the NBA since 1994. I disagree with that statement. So do I. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what are you referencing the Pistons? No. I mean, I'm. I, I think teams have played defense. Miami's played defense. Teams have grinded it out. It's just that this year, woo, totals. Every total tonight is two seventeen and a half or higher. Yeah. And that's Clippers Thunder. It's two seventeen. Well, that's really only one. The other, I mean, that the other three tonight: two twenty-five, two twenty-seven, and two thirty-six and a half with Memphis and Sacktown. Let's go to that. How do you make the number only three? Jaw <laughs> right now. Jaw's unstoppable. Four should be four. I Where would start the, at four. What is this number? I don't get this number. People, I mean, the books like Sacramento. This is very interesting to me. There's yep. a lot of. I mean, the numbers yep. must be screaming Sacktown because I don't get this. I don't either. I really don't. It's two and a half and half the books I'm looking at right now. Three zero oh, and one to the over for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to reach a number that's going to go under. It wants two thirty six and a half. They covered two thirty five and a half against Brooklyn last week, last right. game. Yeah, 
over against Dallas, over against Houston on well, a push against New York in the first game of the year. What was that closing number? 227. 236 is a lot to start pregame. 236 and a half. Yeah. One and two for Sacramento. Sacramento's 0 and 3 straight up. This I don't get this. They covered as 10 point dogs against Golden State. They covered as two and a half point dogs against the Clippers. Laying three, they didn't cover against Portland. They lost the game outright. Gave up 130 to Golden State. Gave up 111 to the Clippers. They covered both those games, but 0 and 3 straight up. Tell me Memphis is going to lay an egg tonight. That's what this number might lead you to believe. But listen, if it's only three and they're taken, I'm good with that in the book. I'm okay with you got two road favorites of three, Dallas and Memphis. They're both not. I, I mean, I don't think they're both losing. But again, I think they both win. I mean, that's it's one possession. Right. I, I like them both. At worst, the split. Yep. All right, so Edmonton's at Chicago on a back-to-back for the Edmonton Oilers. Blackhawks are 4-0 at home on the year. I have a bet on this on better to book it. Whoa. So I'll tell you what I'm going to play later in, in, in this game, but just your initial first thoughts on Edmonton. Minus 210? Damn, son. The Blackhawk team that hasn't, won, hasn't lost at home. Seems healthy, no? Seems really high. Seems a little bit rich, a little bit extra. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I looked at this last night. I'm still, I didn't move. I thought it would move. It hasn't moved. I don't understand at all. I mean, I know Edmonton's really talented and the Blackhawks are supposed to be bad, but the Blackhawks are four and two on the year and all four of their wins are at home. Dog plus a puck and a half or three of their wins are three. now. sorry. At home, Chicago plus one and a half. Wow. Take that. Look at you. You did my bet. That's my bet. Yeah. Is that really what you took? Oh my gosh. 100%. Minus 130. Took it last night. See, this is part of the show. You don't tell me what he bets. He just tells me, <laughs> yeah. like, we, I see it in a rundown of the game. I don't know what he bets. Yep. yep. So, wow. That's what I bet. I took Blackhawks plus one and a half goals at home. What's the juice? Back to minus 130. Not bad. So, I mean, to get, to get a team on Right. It's on back to back the last two nights. I have bet against the team on a back-to-back Islanders shut out the Rangers last night, three, nothing. So, so far this week, I've bet against teams on a back-to-back twice in both times. I've won on the money line. Did the Bruins did the Islanders. Now I'm coming in on Chicago, not taking the money money line. You can, if you want to, I just took the plus one and a half goals to be safe. Right. Okay. That's good. The juice wasn't because the juice wasn't that bad. Well, we took, just took the mystery out of better book it for one of the Well, games. it's one game. There's a bunch of games. Like, a bunch of better okay. bets I got. But it's my theory is if Edmonton wins, they might win it in overtime. They might win it in a shootout. Right. So I'm good. Right. Have you two, lost two, a shootout yet this season? What, the Blackhawks? No, you betting. No, I haven't I haven't had a game be burn so, me on a shootout yet. I'm not, I haven't bet many sides yet. I've bet a lot of totals. A lot of totals, yeah. So yeah. I have not come in Way really better. on sides. The aggravation when you lose a, a, a oh. shootout is just terrible. You had the right oh. side the whole time. The other team pulls a goalie, ties it. You yeah. sweat the overtime, probably hit a post or two. Nothing happens. You go shootout to the walk. shootout, and your, guys, your guy gives up two goals. Your team doesn't get any, and you're beyond aggravated. You're like, 
I just had it. I yep. don't. Yeah. Uh, Omos takes searing hot take of the day. You guys know this, uh, the, the semi-annual sale will end at the end of the month, but these guys are sticking with us for November and December. So this segment's going to be part of the show. It's been a fun part of the show. So it's sticking around BVB. The promo code saves you 30 bucks. When you go to omosdakes.com, 50% off sale going on right now across the entire site. You get 30 bucks off on top of that with the promo code BVB at checkout <laughs> points bet this morning. <laughs> not that we're trying to make this book our whipping boy because we went at them yesterday and then we're going at them again. I'm not intentionally trying to do this, but they did it to themselves. That's right. Exactly. Four games in, right. they have decided to refund or cash right. the under bet on the Lakers win total after for an own four start for the season with 95% of the games left to go for the season. Owen four start up. Oh! Unders hitting. Here's your money. Congratulations. We're paying you out, everybody at points bet. Here's their tweet. Early payout. The Lakers suck right now. So we are paying out everyone who bet under 44 and a half and under 45 and a half wins for them, the Lakers, this season. Yeah. Four games in. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing, man? What are you what doing? Are you doing? What are you doing? Now I, now I want the Lakers to go ahead and win 46 games. This is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> now I want the Lakers to win 46 games. I was going to say that exact thing. Dallas, they did this with the Cowboys, right? They did this with the Cowboys. When Dak got hurt, they said, oh, we're going to pay out all the unders, you know, because they can't win. Cooper Rush comes in and wins four games in a row, saves his season. Now, I'm hoping, you know, I, I said the same thing. I'm hoping the Cowboys win a division and win right. 11 games. And pfft, tell everybody, you paid the unders, you shouldn't have. Now you got to pay the overs. You paid everybody. What would you even take the bets for? You're just paying people. I think it's a little premature, don't you? Four games in, yes. In particular, because who knows what they'll do at the trade deadline? Who knows, who knows what, what they'll, they'll go? do next week? Right. I look. I don't know, man. Can we just you made a bet? Pay the bet out. Bet out when the bet cashes. You think the super betters get this? Is this, is this for the super betters? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Who gets this? Yes, Everybody or just the super betters? Just the super betters. It's the badge you wear. You know, you have a little badge. <laughs> you get a badge to be a super better. Yeah. I think that's something. It classifies for you. I don't know, man. This is Damn. what. Oh, okay, sure. This is this is the world we live in now. This is these are promotions. Books are trying to make you know splashes and they're trying to get out there. Okay, okay, um, great. Just give away money then. It's not as fun. <laughs> Just say here. Here's 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 a you know ten thousand dollars. Whatever. I. I would love to pass a rule that states if you do an early payout, you must disclose, disclose how many bets and how much money you're refunding to the customers. It's none of your business, they'll tell you. Right. But I would love it to be a rule that states, well, you want the you want the pub and you want the attention. So since you're doing that, you must disclose exactly. Because what happens if it's like there are four bets at points bet for a grand total of $2,000? They got some free ass advertising then. <laughs> for nothing. Right. For not losing any money. I just wonder, you know, it 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 looks like, ooh, but how many bets is it really that you've just, right. just paid out, paid out? 
So it may be a very low number. Uh, Props.com, props.com story of the day here, a little NBA bet. And I kind of already referenced it a little Mm -hmm. bit, but uh, our guy, Spencer Limbach looks at NBA bets that he likes. He's on the heat tonight at plus seven and a half Mm -hmm. on this. Okay. I bring this up because I'm curious how, where do you stand on NBA teasers? Never, ever, never, never. Interesting. Okay. I don't, I mean, it's not a good bet. I mean, some people like them. Books love to take them. How many points is he getting? He had seven and a half. Now it's six and a half, but I bring it up because if you go, if you got a five point NBA teaser and you took them from plus six and a half up to 11 and a half. Okay. And you can go ahead and pair them up with somebody else playing tonight that you like. Oh God. At plus money. You could go and take, you know, take Sacramento, take Brooklyn to seven and a half. You get to your magic number, Brooklyn at home plus seven and a half. Give Miami a bunch. I mean, good luck. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just asking. I don't do it. I I've, I I love teasers, but I bet my way out of betting NBA teasers. I learned my lesson. Listen, if you want to do a teaser, just bet bet it in game. A teaser in game? What do you mean? No, bet the game in game. Yeah, right. If right, you right, don't yeah, like the pregame right, spread, right? Wait for right. Exactly. I agree. Don't like because now I, with the teaser, you got to hit two games. Yeah, it's hard enough I, to hit one. No, I'm learning. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I do like NFL teasers a lot, but I've, I've really NFL really teasers are a completely different beast because the yeah. lines are so sharp, especially this year. Well, not so much this year because the dogs are winning in an alarmingly ridiculous clip right now. So I don't know how good the numbers are. They're getting better, but the power of the NFL teaser is real. It used to be the same as the NBA, and maybe the NBA teasers will get better. Like, but right now, don't don't tease the NBA if you don't have to. I mean, if you do it for fun and you like it, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Right, you're not even going to listen anyway. But right, Sports Grid, thank you guys. We'll be back tomorrow for a roll call Friday. Hopefully, you guys will all join us to go through all the fun that is a roll call Friday. Twitter and YouTube don't move. Continuing live audio as well here for BVB. Uh, prop bet of the day. Mm. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, the AI is spitting out Rashad Bateman. I, he's questionable. Okay. I think he's playing, but you got to be careful whenever you're betting these guys who are, who are going into a game, not a hundred percent. They get re-injured and you're betting the over could be one route and they're done. Right. So it's, I wouldn't play this simply because, cause I was going to play Mark Andrews yards, catches, touchdown, and it's the same handicap with Mark Andrews. He's questionable. Both Bateman and him want to play. I hate getting into a prop betting situation when there's any question about a health situation. And I know any player could get hurt at any given time, but this guy's got a pre-existing condition going into the game and we're going to put money behind it. Scares me. It, it absolutely scares me with him being on there with a foot injury. He was a full participant on Wednesday's practice, however. So if you want to look at that, he was with that. 
Uh, he's gone over 48 yards in three of the five games so far this year. All three of the games were in September when Bateman was fully healthy, however. Didn't play in week five and six. Returned last week. Led the Ravens in targets. Practice fully yesterday. He'll play tonight. Andrews is questionable. Tampa secondary is a mess. I would agree with that. There's three cornerbacks who are out for them, but it's the same problem right now for uh, for the, the Ravens. Right. Uh, PJ Walker, Steelers combo, Trubisky and Pickett led the receivers to be in the big game. Lamar probably goes and tries to find down the field. Rashad Bateman here over 47 and a half yards receiving. I have zero opinion on this. I just don't like it because of the injury concern. I just, anytime you, I just, as I said, I, I, I would say no to this because I'm not doing any props on any offensive player for the Ravens. Cause I simply right. don't know what I'm going to, right. Out, out of them, I, so. that this is a hard one on both sides of the ball Yeah, for so. props. Like this is one of those games in a book where like, as far as prop handle, I don't think it'll be nearly as high as it's not nearly as high as when you have a game where you have perceived or, you know, Big amount of fantasy players in it. I've got you know? two prop bets to throw at you in a second. Oh, though. you do? Okay. Yep. All right. Better to book it. Yep. Tampa minus one tonight against the Ravens. Oh, let's bet it. Put the Tampa hat back on. I like Tampa. And I, I mean, there's no good explanation. I just do. I'm I'm going to follow the steam. I mean, I'm, I'm being perfectly honest with this as, as terms of like, it's a coin flip game, but I'm going to follow the steam. And I, can understand it given the fact that the Ravens may not be able to score very much. Now Tampa right. scored nothing against the Panthers last week and it looked horrible, but they're back at home. It's a short week. It's a Thursday. Brady couldn't play any worse. He's playing right now. And I think I'm going to trust Brady to fix it and not lose three games in a row in five out of six. Ravens can still win the division. Ravens can lose this game and still win the division. Oh, and yeah. Yet, and yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could lose this game and still win the division too, given the division they're playing in. But I feel like the red flags are are bigger in Tampa than they are in Baltimore. I think Baltimore's problems can be fixed. Baltimore needs to get healthy and Baltimore's defense needs to play four full quarters. Mm. Tampa, if they lose this game because of who they have at quarterback, the wheels can come off. Yeah, I mean, but Tampa's in such a shit division that wheels don't have to come off. You know, they can I just mean scrutiny. Point. Brady looks sick. They're dropping. Well, that's passes. all true. Okay. <laughs> he, look, he looks awful. I mean, you got a head coach who's up there talking about things that the team they're not listening to it. Uh, it's in one ear, out the other. They're not. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, they, 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 they they're at home tonight on Thursday night. Historically speaking, home teams have won in these situations. I'm going to ride that trend of home teams winning games like this. Agree. Tampa. Tom Brady over 38 and a half passing attempts at minus one. Why do you like this? I don't know if I want this. If we're winning, why is he going to have to throw so many times? Because he's been winning and throwing, period. They can't run the football. Leonard Fournette's rushing prop tonight is 48 and a half yards. It was 63 against the Panthers. Obviously, he went under, under, <laughs> under all the time. Under, 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 under. They can't run the ball. All they can do is throw. All they can do is throw. That's it. I don't know if I want over this number and want Tampa. I think they have to throw the ball. Oh, man. I think I bet this under. 
Okay. One ten on both sides. It was last night. Yeah. One ten on sure both what, sides. Okay. Not sure where yeah. it is right now. All right. But Tom Tom Brady has gone over this number in in I think it's five straight games. Well, yeah, they've been losing. Going over this number, I think even when they got a win, they go. Brady has attempted. 42, 52, 52, 40, and 49. Even in the game that they won against the Falcons, he threw it 52 times. <laughs> wow. 52 times. At all, huh? They can't. They have no running game. Their offensive line can't do it. So, like, they, they're quick passing. It's just all Brady. Brady's should the offense. Should this line be higher? This, 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 this should be 40-something, no? 41 and a half. Would that give you at least some pause? Or yeah, no? of course I'd pop. But, but, I, but I, it's, it was 38 and a half last night. Let's see if it's moved. Um, for Tom Brady passing attempts. Nope, hasn't moved. And it's minus 120 to the under. No. Minus 110 to the over at FanDuel. Minus 120 to the under. Yeah. I I bet under. Completions 24 and a half. SoCal just came in and said Brady's 2 and 13 ATS over his last 15 primetime games. 2 and 13 ATS. Oh shit! I, I'm not betting ATS. I'm betting money line. You need him to win and cover. Well, if he wins by one, I push. Right. So I, I mean, I'm betting money line. Tell me what his money line stat is. What's his money line number? <laughs> That's more important to me than his ATS number. That's for you, SoCal, not me. So. All right. Pull the money line number. Tell me. What, I tell like me what Brady, pass Tell me what Brady's record is money line, and if it's under 500, I'm going to be floored. Whoa! Whoa! Two and thirteen ATS. You think he's got a winning record money line? Yeah, in I'll be prime st- time games. I would be stunned if Tom Brady has a losing record in prime time money line in his last fifteen, 15 money lines. games. Yeah, yeah stunned. Well, we'll played, it, put it up. Played, played last two seasons in Tampa. Last year in with New England. Year before that with New England, went to the Super Bowl. So, like, <laughs> don't think Tom Brady's lost many primetime games over the last 15. Right. I don't know. I'm going to say he's nine and six straight up over the last 15 primetime games. It's probably a good number. That's what I say he is. So, Soka, you can pull that. Lamar to throw a pick tonight, minus 114. That's it. For the last four of the last five games, Lamar has thrown a pick. Did not throw a pick last week against Cleveland. Only threw the ball 16 times, though, against the Browns. I mean, he's gonna throw a pick, isn't he? <laughs> I think so. Like I don't I mean it was just it's, it's low because of the, it's low because of the injuries in the secondary for the Bucks. Pass deflection. No, million different ways. I feel like it. it should be priced higher. So I would say to bet it. Let's see if interception is now minus 130. Yeah, that's... I got that's, 14 last night. Yeah, well, good for you. That's good. That's <laughs> tremendous closing line value because that ain't coming back, son. No. <laughs> minus 130 is where it closes minimum if it don't close higher. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to say, you know, we watch Peralt and Sharapan every day. We like them. We subscribe. We hit the like button while we're there. But we don't move the damn number. Somebody is going to move the number in a risk room somewhere and go, they're fucking right. <laughs> they should make this higher. If Lamar than 130, well, it got to start there. Right. It got to start there because you see how many times they do. 
I would rather lose with them taking plus 110 and starting at 130 than losing when they throw the pick and I got minus 114, minus 125, or minus 130, and I got all fucking yeses and the minus bets. I'd rather lose the other way, have them not throw a pick and lose to the plus money. The total in a game is 45 and a half. They're going to throw the ball. <laughs> you would think. And finally, Blackhawks plus one and a half at minus 130 tonight against Edmonton. Listen, we talk every day here on the show. We talk, we do a show off the air most of the days, too. <laughs> we talk a lot, but we did not talk about this before. Nope. And 30 minutes ago on the show, we're talking about the hockey, and I give you the bet. I mean, what am I going to do now? Say I'm going to book it. You got to be out of your <laughs> fucking mind. I'm bet we're betting this. This is good bet. This is, I think this is, uh, has this moved? Uh, let's see. No, still, if the line if the line hasn't moved in a game, then this probably hasn't moved either. It's two thirty now for Edmonton at Fanduel. Laying two thirty. Yeah, you can catch plus one and a half goals at minus one thirty eight at Fanduel right now. I got minus one thirty. Who in the hell is playing net for the Blackhawks? Um, Maddie or Kendall? <laughs> like, what the hell is the move here? Our daughter, somebody playing net for the first time. What? Why is this such a big disparity? I don't know. Brady's eight and seven according to SoCal DGEN. So I was close. Money line, Brady okay. eight and seven. So there you go. Winning record. So I don't care about his ATS. Six and five with the Bucks. Yep. Don't care about his ATS. Um, let's see. Wow. Okay. I don't know why this is moving so much. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's in net tonight. It doesn't matter. Both goaltenders. Well, I guess the is it the I don't know how to say the kid's name, Morazic, Peter Morazic, Morazic, Peter Morazic. Yeah, he's for three point seven, three point for for the Blackhawks. He's if he's in oh, net three point seven six. So that might be why Roman. No, I'm not saying if it is. I, I don't know if it's him, but if it is him, that might be why. Oh, I have I have listed expected Campbell for Edmonton and uh-huh. Staylock. Beautiful. That's Chicago. good. I feel better about it now. He's three and one with a 2.10 ERA. I have, I, I have, that's again, you got to find the goalie information. Sometimes it's hard to find like until they do the morning skate and all that stuff, which they haven't right. done there yet. Probably. So, uh, Oh no, the morning skate's done. That's it. Well, no. Yes. So they probably know. I'm okay with it. I'd rather have him than Morazic. I can tell you that. No, like, I'll be, I'll, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stay luck. Yeah. Stay luck. Nice. Yeah. Good. Is that from? That's in that website that just lists the hockey goalies, right? I didn't look there yet. It's Nothing confirmed. Not. Jack Campbell and Stay luck are both confirmed. To play oh. Play. Okay. Yep. So we're good. And that moved the line up. That should have moved <laughs> the line down. Down. I don't know. I'll take it. Though. I don't know. Vandal's doing something because I mean it's minus one ninety five at Circa at Westgate. It's two hundred. Or, wow. So that's no, the highest flip flop. Minus 200 at Edmonton at Circa and minus 195 at Westgate. So somebody took took the advice and moved it down or bet it. Hell yeah. What's plus one and a half goals there? Um, at, let's see. Spreads. Da, 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 da. Chicago minus 135. Okay. Get a goal and a half, and you have to lay 35. That's not bad. It's like five yeah. cents more than me. 
Yeah. What I got last night was 130. How many against the spread? What do you think in six games? What do you think the Blackhawks record is? Either catching one and a half or laying one and a half. They've laid one and a half. I'd be surprised. They've probably been getting a goal and a half in every game. No, I haven't looked at this. I just, um, I'd say they're five and one or six and oh, good call. Five and one. Yeah. Blackhawks are five and one on the puck line. Nice. So, green well, three dog. I mean, it's, it's almost like the Orioles season, like for baseball, they were getting a run and a half a lot. Right. I would, I, I mean, I mean, that, that's where, that's where I would, I would say watch it because if that continues, they could become like the Orioles. Blackhawks on the puck line could be Oriole like. They're just playing everybody tight. They're losing a lot, but they're playing everybody tight. Right. right. Yeah, we'll see. So it's just something to pay attention to. I like, I mean, the Blackhawks team, they they seem to be early. They're feisty early in the right. year. Right. Edmonton on a back to back. So, okay. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, Two things. One, I woke up just fired up. Like just no music. kidding. You're doing you're doing dance things. dance videos like you're on TikTok. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> it just I mean, I was went to get the, the drinks, talk to some people about some unfortunate situations with people that we have done stuff with or we're gonna do stuff with, you know, and you just never know. We just we say that every day and you mean it. And I found out some people lost their jobs yesterday in this industry and it's fucked up. And, you know, so I was talking to some people, the music came on and the music being part of my life is phenomenal. So <laughs> you, I just, by the way, I, just, I, just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what? I have to do that. What? So our friends in Canada are watching and they took the Blackhawks. They took our advice and, t- and took the Blackhawks at plus one and a half. So thank you for the guys in Vancouver. We appreciate it. They're, they're, they're betting with us. I love it. Really? <laughs> Yeah, they're taking plus one and a half. They better bet with us, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you bet the Blackhawks. That's great. But you better be betting with us, Vancouver. Uh, the rest great. of the way, and you know what All I'm right. damn talking about. Um, Continue. I apologize. I apologize. That's okay. Continue. No, good. Um, but, like, how cool is the show, right? I'm going to go from here. I'm going to go on Unreasonable Odds, DraftKings-sponsored show. I'm going to do that. How's Fuel's um, doing? Jules is still on break, so I got to go oh. on with Buck. I got to go because oh. he had the second kid. Jules is being oh. stay-at-home daddy. Okay. So Steve Buchanan asked me to come on because Jules is not there to talk about baseball, so that's where I'm going. But we're going we, – we spoke to Jeff Perlman today on the show. <laughs> right? Like, it's so cool. Like, I mean – we get to talk to fun people all the time. We get to, you know, talk to the brigade and back and forth. But I kind of got, I was like giddy all morning listening to music and going, what the hell am I going to ask Jeff Perlman about writing like a nice, probably close to 300 page book about Bo Jackson. I get to talk to him today. How lucky am I? How fucking lucky are we to be able to have this opportunity to do it and past the brigade and like i was asking people last night like hey do you know jeff perlman do you read his books do you ever read his books what would you ask him about because i was like trying to get what somebody might ask so of course and i was all excited that i thought i asked a unique question and he goes i've been Mm -hmm. asked that a hundred times i'll give you a separate answer and i was like damn it i thought i was coming up he got a good answer though it was a really good answer right that was a fun so yeah it's only noon and like is that the best part about today 
it's pretty damn close. That was fun. I have two. First is it's always fun when you sit down and you talk to your kid's teacher. So we did that this morning where I had a chance to get Good the report. feedback and yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty tough critic of my kid. Always. So my standards are pretty high. Always. So I go in, I, I go in there with, you know, some pretty pointed questions that I want answered as to like, what's going on and like, why is, you know, she's like, she's doing great. I'm like, she's got two B's. Yeah. Right. She's like, yeah. I'm like, she's like, she's doing great. I go, she has two B's. So like, we have a little bit of a different, different standards. standards. Like what I want, but she's like, we got some good, it was nice. To, Maddie, Maddie was there. So she was able to like, to listen in and have some constructive criticism and, and understand what she needs to do. And um, it's just fun. It's, it's fun to see through your kid, you know, watching the processing, watching the brain kind of download all the information <sighs> and having their own answer to the questions of like, why are you doing this this way? And like, as a parent, those are really fun moments, I think, because it helps you go home and say, okay, like let's implement what was just talked about. And, <laughs> you know, let's take it home. Like you just heard it. So let's come. So now when I say time to do this, you can't go no. And I, you can reference, it gives you a reference point going back. Well, we talked to your teacher about this. You have to right. do this. So that's big. Right. Second favorite thing is that John Anik, friend, friend of the show, a guy who I have had the pleasure of knowing for quite a while, watching him come from a relatively unknown guy doing radio in Boston on stations that I had been working on to getting involved with the UFC to ultimately becoming the voice of the UFC to ultimately becoming a meme slash t-shirt slash everything re-signed today with the UFC for another contract to continue being the voice nice. of the UFC. So I'm very happy for John. I'm very happy for the UFC. I've made some really great friendships with Megan O'Leary and John Anik. And I, I feel, you know, really fortunate to be able to call them friends and have them on the show. We've not had Megan on. We got to rectify yet, that. Right. Let's, yeah. let's fix that because Megan yeah. is absolutely one of my favorite people in all of Las Vegas and one of the most down to earth people for the job that she has in the globe trotting that she does with her husband, who is the former UFC bantamweight contender and just an unbelievable couple into really, really down to earth, awesome people that I love when good things happen to good people. And Anik has been, you know, he's a girl dad and he's just a really interesting dude. He gambles like, you know, I reference the John Anik betting all the time. So happy for John Anik, happy for the UFC, smart move by them to keep him locked in. We'll have to get Anik on the show again at some point um, in the next couple of weeks to talk a little bit about about what's going on. They're all jet lagged from going to Abu Dhabi, <laughs> trying to figure out what, what, time, <laughs> what time zone they, they currently are all in. So, oh boy, those are my favorite things. Tomorrow awesome. is a roll call Friday, boys yes, and girls. It is. it is a yes, big, is. big show. If big. you're not here, why not get in here, be in the chat, be a part of it. If you've never been part of a roll call Friday, try to, I don't know, carve out like 15 minutes of your day to come on in during the YouTube channel and yeah. be a part of it and like the YouTube channel while you're there. Subscribe yes. to it while you're there. So you can come back Excellent. and be a part of part of the brigade every single day, Dang. but also on a roll call Friday. Dave, Matt, talk to you tomorrow for a roll call Friday BVB. Go Bucks!